You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon Beam. 97.1 The Fan here in Columbus, Ohio. It's Friday, October 5th. We are less than a day away from the Buckeyes taking the field in the shoe again. Beam, what's good, my man? Man, it is an absolutely gorgeous day here in the capital city of Ohio, in Columbus. It's beautiful out, and people who aren't from here are saying, well, what's the weather? I'll tell you what it is. It's 55 and gray, and it's absolutely beautiful because it was supposed to be 80 degrees today. It's 55. (laughs) It's cloudy. It's the most gorgeous thing in the entire world. I absolutely love it, which signifies to me, Maddie, that football is here, and it's here to stay. Ohio State, six weeks now into the season. Yep unbelievable we're almost at the halfway mark once you get done with indiana that's going to be the halfway point of the season but yeah man it's a uh it's a friday first of all we got that going for us got to work tomorrow you got to work on sunday we're one day away from starting our weekend well you're today you get saturdays yes, yes, off yes. i get sundays off everybody works a six-day work yeah. shit work week here yeah. uh at the fan but yeah man it's uh it's a great day great day to be alive like we said we had a huge sports night last night cbj get an overtime winner against the red wings shout out to panera yep i know brad it's a different story for a different bittersweet. day bittersweet we'll yep. see what happens with him you had the two baseball games going on last night mm-hmm. uh brewers g- tried to get themselves in a little bit of a pinch but they pulled it off rockies uh, blew it they blew it yeah, they, they had their, we were texting back and forth in the end and late in the game there and they had you know a couple of runners on with one out and that's my biggest pet peeve in baseball is that hit a freaking fly ball sacrifice fly get the guy in but come on man beam you brought up the weather this is it for me this is peak weather right now if this was what we had maybe 10 degrees warmer for our maybe 15 for our peak you know a nice little 70. for the peak in the summer yeah. i would i would take that all day long but if this was our the floor for our basement right here i mean for the winter I'm in, no doubt. I love this weather right here, and I'm sure a lot of you listening love football weather as well. But the thing that scares me is what you brought up there, that after this week we're halfway done. And I always tell people, watch every single football game you humanly can because it's going to fly by. And before you know it, it'll be the end of football season. We'll all be crying that we need more football. So it's worth it to be dog-tired at work on Monday, whatever it is on Friday after the Thursday night games because football season goes by so fast because we enjoy it so much. Speaking of enjoying things so much, we've enjoyed what the Buckeyes have been doing so far. 5-0, and number three in the country in the AP poll right now, taking on the 4-1 and Indiana Hoosiers tomorrow night in the shoe at 4 p.m. 26.5 point favorite. Beam, what's the one thing that you're really locked in, um, what you want to see from the Buckeyes tomorrow night as the Hoosiers roll into town? For me, it has to be an offensive line performance. Uh, when you look, go back and you watch the Penn State game, we talked about it earlier this week, how I think that Urban Meyer during his halftime interview or halftime question with Tom Rinaldi when he was heading into that locker room, that he really tried to chastise and galvanize his offensive line. And I think for the most part it worked. I thought they had a better second half in the Penn State game. But this week against an Indiana defense who isn't the strongest defense in the world, isn't the weakest defense in the world, uh, going back to the horseshoe, seeing a dominant offensive line performance, seeing the protection for Dwayne Haskins, letting your two workhorses back in the stable get going 
J.K. Dobbins, Mike Weber, these guys, get them ready to go. Uh, but I think it all starts with the offensive line this week. You look at Thayer Munford over on that left side. I think he can be. I think he can uh, definitely improve what he is doing at that left tackle position. I think that uh, you look at a guy like Isaiah Prince, Maddie. We talk about at that right tackle position, yeah. who is who is so good, and he's mm-hmm. got like sandbags, his fists. And when he hits you, Small he just... Small and cats. Yeah, I mean, he just... Kimbo slice hands. Right, exactly. Bow, one hit, done. Right. And I just think it all starts up front this weekend for Ohio State. Uh, you want to set the tone to this game early. You want to get things going. And I think a dominant offensive line performance will get Ohio State at the end of the day where they need no, to be. No, I like it, Beam. You're talking about Indiana giving up 158 yards on the ground so far this season. So it looks like you can get after them a little bit. And also, they haven't seen a rushing attack like Ohio State can roll out there. And like you mentioned, I thought it was all great points about the offensive line because they have played really, really well up until this point this season. And Isaiah Prince has been the story that has to feel really good for Buckeye fans because you remember the game a couple years ago at Penn State. It was rough for him, and there were other games there, but he's really gotten his stuff together, Beam, and that's really going to be something that I focus on definitely tomorrow as well is the running game. But I think defensively, I'm going to go to how they may you know, contain Peyton Ramsey because he's a guy, Beam, that can really yeah. get out there with his legs. And I know Urban kind of likened him toward what, what we see from Chase McSorley a week ago, but he's a guy that can really, really get it done with his legs, Beam. So I am really – I'm not really concerned about it, but this is a guy that gets you six yards uh, per attempt on the ground – I'm sorry, through the air. With his legs, he is really dynamic. So that's something I'm going to monitor, monitor tomorrow, how they you know maintain Peyton Ramsey because he's the guy that makes things go. Another guy that I like for Indiana is the freshman Scott at running back. I yeah, mean, have Stevie. You, you seen this guy? Mm, he's, he's, a, he's, he's been pretty, pretty good, good so far. For Stevie uh, Scott from Syracuse, New York, 6'2", 233. He's a guy to keep an eye on Listen, for man. The Indiana, Indiana has had uh, an, an amazing run of where they're backs. just pumping out running backs. My guy Jordan Howard with the Chicago Bears right now, uh, splitting time with Tariq Cohen, and then you look at Tevin Coleman down in Atlanta, splitting time um, with with uh, why am I blank? Devontae, Devontae Freeman, Freeman yeah, yeah. He's splitting time with him down there. And so you look back at Indiana and you say, "Wow, where's this coming from?" Stevie Scott, another guy, big big dude, uh, freshman, like you said, six. What is he? Six two two thirty. Six two two thirty. Yes, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, that's he is a problem. problem. He is a problem, and if he gets going, uh, that could be an issue because we have seen Ohio State you know they've been apt to giving up the big play so far this year so I'm not overly concerned about this but they do have guys that can do damage and we have seen Indiana teams over the last couple years come into the shoe Ohio State goes there last year they were you know really really playing well they were the best team on the field for a large portion of that game uh, and Ohio State really got it done but I really think you look at Scott, you look at Ramsey, what they've been able to do with their legs beam is something that Ohio State should be worried about. Don't let those guys get into the second level of the defense and then possibly get to the third and take place at the house like we've seen some teams do against Ohio State. Here is Urban Meyer talking about this Hoosier offense. Yeah, they're driven by, uh, you know, the McSorley uh, hurt us last week badly, and this young man's name is Ramsey, very good player. Uh, he drives the offense, and we all know about dual threat quarterbacks around here, and the difficulty that presents, and that's going to be the key. And uh, we're still not sure about, I hear number 22 is playing, and he is a really good player, the tailback, uh, running back, uh, receiver. They move him all over the place. He's just a really good athlete. And, uh, man, their, their line's good. So offensively, it's quarterback-driven. Uh, they've had some injuries, but they're very talented at the skills positions. Now, number 22, his name's escaping me right now. But he is the H-back role type of player for them, and I do know he's questionable right now. So we will find out about number 22. He's a guy to keep your eye on. So Ramsey Scott, uh, excuse I think it's WAP like 
Phil yours. Phil yours, something like that. Excuse me, but he's number 22 for IU. If he plays, keep your eye on him because he is a dude that can make some plays. Fetty Wap, I heard you drop that in there. Fetty Wap, where has Fetty Wap been at? It's been a minute since I've heard what from has he Fetty been, Wap. Yeah, what has he been doing? I don't know. I haven't heard much from Fetty Wap. He dropped the one banger on us. And, you know, other than that, maybe he's just living off that check, man. I would. You know, That's you, exactly you drop one do. great song and sure. that thing I'd be out the game for a couple years, right? Kind of like 50 Cent. He dropped Get Richard Dry Trying, that album. I think The Massacre was the second one. Then after that, the Albums kind of fell off, and then 50s like, you know what? I'm gonna live off those. I'm gonna go, you know, sell go vitamin buy, uh, water yeah. to I'm Coca-Cola buy vitamin water. for 400 million dollars or something bananas like that, and then I'm gonna just, you know, live off those checks. Maybe that's what Fetty Wap's doing. But just getting back to this game, beam. There's a couple guys offensively that you got to worry about, but nothing too scary because Ohio State should have the more talent on the defensive side of the ball going up against IU. Yeah, you were right. Wap Fillers, his name, uh, yes. number 22 okay. for Indiana. Uh, it's just, I think it all starts for Indiana. If you want to come in here and have a game plan for Ohio State, uh, I think it all starts with your quarterback. It starts with uh, Ramsey, the warden of the North. You know, it's it, it all starts with him, and he's going to be a guy. You saw Penn State last week. Uh, you lived and you died by Trace McSorley, and it's going to be the same thing this week for Indiana, except you're going to have to be keyed up for this game. You're going to have to be on your X's and O's, and you're almost going to have to have the perfect game plan to beat Ohio State. But if you get Stevie Scott rolling early, yes. if you get Peyton Ramsey running early, and then Ohio State is starting to key on your guys, we've seen yep. the ability to beat Ohio State on the big play, no and that is terrifying yes. to me. Yeah, no question. Any quarterback with the last name Ramsey, Ohio State has to take down because, you know, you and I, we got big beef with Ramsey. Ramsey Bolton, Bolton, not my guy. And what he was doing to, you know, our, the Snows and everybody involved. Ramsey Bolton was just not a good dude. Last one here from Urban. Here he is talking about the Hoosier defense. Yeah, the head coach runs a defense, and they're very well coached. Uh, they have answers, really, for everything. I've said that early in the week. It's going to be, you know, the running back's going to have a, a free hat at times he's got to take care of, and then the, the, they're not going to give you free passes. So that means that you have to work for every pass yardage you get. And they're very aggressive in the blitz game on third down, so... Uh, we got to keep our quarterback upright. The receivers got to win, and obviously the tailbacks got to uh, at some point make people miss. And they've done a good job of that. But this is going to be another week. They've played FIU, UVA, Ball State, Sparty, and Rutgers. They haven't seen an offense like Ohio State. No, they have not, not even seen close. an offense like Ohio State. So whatever they've been able to do on the defensive side of the ball, that's been really good. That's going to have to be it's going to be tested. times ten yep. because Ohio State is a juggernaut offensively. So look, their defense maybe you respect it a little bit because of what they've been able to do earlier in the year. They are four and one, but you're talking about let's see here, 163 through the air, 158 on the ground. Not terrible numbers, not great numbers, but beam. When you talk about Dwayne Haskins, these receivers, J.K. Dobbins, Mike Weber, what they've been able to do all year long, I'm expecting them to have some big plays tomorrow against a defense who has not seen anywhere near the caliber of skill set that they're going to see tomorrow night uh, rolling out uh, for the Buckeyes. You just have to believe that um, Ohio State right now with coming out of that win uh, against Penn State, Maddie, is feeling so confident at the moment. You went into the most hostile environment in college football. You had 110,000 people uh, there at that game. Now you're back at the friendly confines uh, of the horseshoe. You have an Indiana team coming on uh, that really hasn't been tested outside of Michigan State. Uh, they ended up losing that game. But, yeah, it's just I, – I just – until, you know, there is a defense that – can really just stop Ohio State, 
then you go into every week thinking that you're going to be unstoppable. Yeah. And I think that this is an immovable freight train at the moment, led by the conductor, Dwayne Haskins, yeah. just doing everything right, pulling all the right strings, pushing all the right buttons, doing everything he needs to do to keep this offense humming, and he's doing exactly that. All right, I want to let you know about our folks from Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the need game. You, you're sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win. Well, Sling TV is where you need to be. Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. $30 a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and more. Stream on your big screen, and you'll have all your favorite uh, channels that you need with these packages from Sling TV. It gives you the live TV that you love. Only better, Sling Television. Make sure you guys go check them out. We'll take a quick break here. We'll play some Kevin Wilson sound, talk a little bit about the national scene, and then our last block, we'll do college football picks get out of here for the week this is locked on buckeyes your team every day all right so let's hear from the oc of the staff that being kevin wilson here he is on the vaunted iu defense well again structurally they know what they're doing how to play some again i saw it um every day you know because you practice against it there for you know all spring all the preseason even during the season you go against them in some of your good on good competitions um it's, a, it's the TCU package that Gary Patterson has had success with over the years. So they, they Tom and, and their staff brought that to uh, uh, Ole Miss back when Hugh Freeze was there, and they started there. Tom took it to South Florida. He brought it up to Indiana. Uh, it's, it's a team that plays with a fair amount of speed because you're basically playing with five defensive backs. Marcelino Ball, number 42, they're outside. You can call him an outside backer, but he's a big, strong safety. Uh, it presents a lot of problems with strength and speed in the perimeter. Jonathan Crawford's outstanding. Khalil Bryant the other safety you got to have two two corners that can lock it down mm-hmm. because then from there they're cheating always trying to get extra hats with a lot of movement a lot of junk and then tom's done a great job of third down just creating pressures getting in your face they're one of the best third down defenses in the country a year ago they're one of the tops in the country in three and out so they're going to present uh they're going to attack present a lot of problems uh they know what they're doing and now their kids have been in the system long enough that they know what they're doing they'll play a lot of kids to keep themselves fresh uh, it'll be it'll be a challenge that we're gonna you know we need to play well and uh, it's gonna be a lot big challenge for offense. I'm excited to see how our guys react and play Saturday. Beam, I think the one thing that Buckeye fans should be cur- encouraged about listening to that clip is the mention of Gary Patterson yeah. in the TCU defense because you've seen that movie before. If you're Dwayne Haskins in this offense, mm-hmm. even Kevin Wilson and Ryan Day in the coaching staff, right. where you know they're gonna roll out that four-two-five look again, and you had some pretty good success against that against TCU. So that to me was the biggest thing that I took away from that. He mentioned some of the guys that you got to keep your eye on there. Um, you lose T. Gray Scales last year, who was an absolute beast for Monster. them at linebacker. I think they got a kid Harris at linebacker now that's been playing pretty well Bean. But no, that 4-2-5 look, Ohio State has seen that before. You know what it's about. That extra kind of hybrid linebacker DB guy will be hanging out around the line of scrimmage in that area. That's the guy to keep your eye on Bean. But this is something that Ohio State should handle well tomorrow because they handled it fairly well against TCU. Well, it's a familiar look for Kevin Wilson. Obviously, the head coach over there is still uh, he still knows the kids. Obviously, with his uh, with his comments right there, he's telling you everybody you need to know. But yeah, you would have to think that uh, with Ohio State going up against kind of a four two five defense, four three four, whatever you you want to call this this thing that they're running. Um, yeah, familiarity with it, Maddie. But I think the biggest thing is too when you when you actually break down uh, the difference between TCU and Indiana. I think one. Uh, one major difference is this: the speed. I think TCU's speed, even on defense, is some of the fastest that you're going to see all year. And when you look at Indiana, and I don't want to, I don't mean to slight anyone here. It's just a less of a caliber of athlete. 
uh, than TCU is. So when you look at that and you combine it all together, you have gone against this before. It's not like when Virginia Tech, uh, the beginning of the 2014 season, throw, threw that 46 bear defense in front of you and you just absolutely freaked out and you didn't know what to see. This is an offense that Kevin Wilson, or excuse me, a defense that Kevin Wilson is very, very yes. familiar with. He knows the ins and outs, an offensive genius in Kevin Wilson. He knows how to beat this system, and I do. I expect big, big numbers from the Ohio State offense uh, this coming weekend. I want to correct something I said because the guy that replaced T. Gray Scales is Raekwon Jones. I wrote that down. That's the name. Harris is the guy that does some punt returning stuff for them. He gets the ball in his hands, but on defense, Jones is the guy that did replace T. Gray Scales, and he's been playing pretty well for them. But, Bean, that's a great point that you brought up, and I think it's really valuable for Ohio State when you're talking about Kevin Wilson knowing those guys over sure. there. I mean, that's something that you have in your pocket you know your this week too. that a lot of coaching staffs don't have. Every week. You're talking about a former head coach on your team now that recruited a lot of the guys that are over there for IU. No, I think it's a good point that you bring up, and it's valuable for Ohio State. Last one here from Kevin Wilson before we break and do some picks. Here he is on uh, Dwayne Haskins so far this year. You know, I think, and not, not a lot of people talk about it, but for, you know, Ryan does a great job as a coach, and Dwayne has a lot of talent, and Dwayne had worked and trained a lot prior to this year, so it didn't just all of a sudden happen. But I think watching JT the last last year, the way JT prepared and studied and took care of his body and the way he went about the preparation of getting ready to play a game, just not showing up for practice. Okay, what's the plays? I got it going home. Next day, hey, what plays you got? Okay, I got these guys. No, the way you work as a quarterback mm-hmm. with our limited amount of time that we're allowed to play at an elite level and so I think he does a phenomenal job of preparing he can make a lot of throws he can see a lot of throws and for a young man he's very very calm you know, he's had three nice road wins playing as much as he did in the in the rival game last year in these two run games so here's a guy that's what now started or played a lot in six games and got three tough wins on the road that says a lot of course like last week when everyone around him looks good the quarterback looks great yes and when you're not blocking and not running and not executing the, the, the routes as cleanly, all of a sudden your quarterback doesn't look as good. So he's also a product of the surrounding parts, and he's blessed to have a lot of good players with him. All sound we play are courtesy of 97.1 The Fan. That show is from the call-in show that you can hear every Thursday from noon to one. I'm guessing that was towards the top that of is, the hour that for is the, the hard out. Yes, that is the hard out <laughs> end of the show music there. The other voice you heard there is the, uh, the great OG Pipes of Paul Keels. Living mean, legend around here at The Fan. If there's anybody... And I don't know how you feel about it. If there's anybody that I could sit down and share a case of soda it's pop him. with it's and him. just listen to talk and tell stories, yeah, yeah. that would be number one that guy is, on my That list. is definitely it for sure. And look, I'm not going to promise anything, but we'll definitely try to work on getting Paul on the pod for you guys because, I mean, that dude, we could talk all day with Paul Keel just about not even just this team but other teams in the history of Ohio State. We will definitely work on that. But just getting back real quick to Dwayne Haskins. 19 uh, touchdowns right now, two interceptions, seven, 71% completion percentage. It's come down a little bit, but look, they played a really tough game at Penn State last week. Had a tough first half for me. Continue to do what you've been doing. Take care of the football. I mean, it really should be 19 uh, touchdowns to no interceptions right now because, to me, the two interceptions he has on the year haven't been his fault. Uh, You talk about Rashad Berry in in last week's game, and then I think, was it Oregon State? Yeah, it was the first game. Oregon State, he got a lineman pushed in his lap. You can't do anything about that. But for me, take care of the football. Still create those big plays. He did mention Dwayne Haskins that Penn State took away some big plays from them. They didn't want them throwing the deep ball. So I'm assuming Ohio State will see more of that look beam to where people are going to back off a little bit. They'll take all the underneath stuff. They'll give Ohio State that. They're not going to want to get beat deep. So continue to do what you've been doing. Take take what the defense gives you. And eventually those safeties are going to creep up and then take your shot uh, down deep down the field tomorrow. This is just an offense that 
can beat you in any type of game that you enter you enter the arena with. Uh, if you if Ohio State wants to beat you on the ground and they want to run J.K. Dobbins and Mike Weber uh, 50 times total in the game and go for 400 yards rushing, I think they can do that. If you want to run quick screens and slants and everything, you can do that. If you want to throw deep balls and throw it to Ben Victor at Austin Mack and Paris Campbell down the outside, you yes. can do that. And I just think uh, with Dwayne Haskins coming off of that huge win against Penn State, uh, you saw him get uh, just – you know, into a uh, one a war of wards before the show or before the game started, uh, and that. then that actually carried out on the field. He was fired up. The look that he had uh, in the fourth quarter, driving down, he looked like he was just got about some dog to go. in him. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely has some true competitor in him. Uh, I just think that Ohio State this weekend. I think there's there's there they're the superior team, and I just I I don't think that Indiana can can hang with him. And I think it all starts with number seven back there. Uh, Maddie, let me tell you about our guys from Vivid Seats. Do. If you go to the App Store or to Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app, you can use the promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off orders of two hundred dollars or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every single purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app. Like I said, enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make sure you go to Vivid Seats and check our people out. You are Locked On Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, we're going to pick some games here in one second, Bean, but we got to just take a quick glance at the AP poll because we haven't done that all week. Alabama, number one. Georgia, two. Buckeyes, three. Clemson, four. LSU, five. Oh, Notre Dame my. at six. Now, I Joey think football. let's talk a little bit about that because I really think you're talking about right now, Beam, we're going to find out if LSU is real or not. When you look at this gauntlet of a schedule that they're about to go through right sure. now, where you're talking about number 22 at Florida this week, home against number two Georgia, home against Mississippi State, who I know Fitzgerald hasn't been well for them, but I still think that'll be a tough game for them. And then you get home against number one Alabama. How about those home games, though? That's pretty it's, amazing. It, you get all those at home. On your turf. Fine. That, that is big time. So, And then you get outside of those games, when you're talking about at Arkansas, home against Rice and at Texas A&M. So Gettable. we're going to find out what LSU is all about. And I know the completion percentage for Joe hasn't been great, but offensively and that's not what they do. They don't throw the ball a ton around for LSU. They like to run the ball, play good defense. I'm really impressed with them, but going into the swamp this week is going to be an absolute beast of a game. Yeah, it will be. Any, you know, that's a, a nice little rivalry game there, LSU and Florida. Which swamp yeah, rules no them all? And we're going to find out exactly what Joe is. Uh, Florida's defense has been pretty good this year. You know, they they just blitzed Tennessee a few weeks yep. ago, and that was just a disgusting game from Tennessee. Uh, but yeah, you look at what Joe Burrow has been able to do, and yeah, you you can pick apart his numbers, Maddie. But look, his team's five and zero. All right, <laughs> and they're number what five is, in the country. And what does the guys? What does the guy who runs the program here say? The best chance about being five and zero is what. Is the chance to go no six doubt. and zero, no and so they've got that chance this weekend. Half the season could be knocked down uh, with them undefeated. Looking at Georgia, looking at Alabama, yes. at their home place, you yes. get to six and zero. You go into the swamp and you take a victory from the Gators. That's big. You have to be thinking that LSU would be very confident with Coach O at the helm down there. All other Big Tens in the top twenty-five. You got Penn State at eleven. Uh, Michigan at 15, Wisconsin at 16, Sparty at 20, and that's it right now as for your, the Big Ten. Your normal, usual characters. The usual cast of characters. So the East is well represented in Wisconsin from the West is represented. All right, we do it every Friday at this time. Let's pick some games. All right, let's go to the Red River shootout. 
Do I, have that I right? don't know. What is it called? The it's Red, called River, the Red Rivalry? River Rivalry. Shootout. Because you're what? not allowed to say shootout. I know. Anymore. It's like the same thing with the uh, what's the game in the SEC where you can't say the oh the world's largest cocktail party. You're not allowed to say it's that just anymore. The Jacksonville or Come on, it's man. the uh, Florida. Who played? Who I, I don't. In that I game? don't even know anymore. It's the Georgia Florida, Florida game. Georgia that's, Florida. That's game. a Georgia yeah. Georgia Florida. Game. The SEC has got so many different rivals. Who cares? Cocktail party. This is the Come Red on. River Shootout tomorrow, going down pew, between pew, pew, number pew. nineteen Texas and number seven Oklahoma. Now look, you and I, we've been a little critical of what Tom Herman's been doing sure. early, but look, they got a hashtag number next to their name right now, so you got to show them some love. What they were able to do to TCU after TCU coming out of the Ohio State loss, that was impressive. You got to show them some love. So no, I have no issue doing that. But Kyler Murray right now, being he's a problem. He is. He is a big problem. And I understand this is a rivalry game, and you're going to get the best from both teams. Both these, A lot of these kids, I'm sure, were recruited by both schools. But I'm rolling with the Sooners because of what I've seen from Lincoln Riley and Kyler Murray. They have not skipped a beat since Baker Mayfield took his talents to Cleveland. So I'm sticking with that. Yeah, I am too. I think Oklahoma is very good. I think that it may have been uh, a bit of a trap game last week. Uh, a couple weeks ago, whenever they, they played Army to that close game. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. It wasn't last week. Uh, so, yeah, I think Oklahoma is the better team. I think Tom Herman has that thing, you know, doing okay. It's starting to crank out the gears. Uh, but, yeah, I think that Oklahoma is a superior team. Kyler Murray, uh, I expect him to have a fantastic game. They pick up the rivalry win. Oklahoma still undefeated on the year. Number five, LSU versus number 22, Florida Gators at 330 on CBS. Look, we kind of broke down the game a couple minutes ago. So we can be quick here. I'm rolling with Joe Burrow and the Fighting Tigers. Yep, me too. I think they're going to go into the uh, into the swamp. It's, it may be an ugly game. It may be a 17 to 14 kind of a game, but yeah. I think that LSU is going to grit this sucker out. Uh, and I do. I think Joe Burrow moves his team to six and zero on the year. We know that Coach O was on the hot seat before the season started, but listen, he's got that thing moving down there. And uh, I think the Tigers stay undefeated. 3.30 on ABC, Florida State taking on number 17, Miami. Now, look, Willie Taggart, I feel bad for the guy because they just have they not been able to do anything are well. poo. They're 3-2 and two right now. The ACC is really bad, too, as a whole, as a conference. But the loss to Virginia Tech to start the year, but the just wiping of the floor that Syracuse did with them a couple weeks ago, I can't get it out of my mind. I know they beat Louisville last year, but the offensive line problems have been real for the last two years, and that's not going to be something they can fix all year long. It's going to take some recruiting classes to get that thing going. So I'm rolling with the U in the turnover chain. Yeah, me too. I, I can't speak poorly enough of Florida State this year. I think their offensive line is very bad. DeAndre Francois seems to be out on his offensive line, chewing their asses on the, on the sideline. And on I the get game. it. And me too. I get it. Don't let me get hurt, exactly. man. Come on. I'm a good quarterback. Give me a little bit of time. I'll make plays for you. Because right. he has been getting killed for two years just straight. Destroyed. destroyed for saw two a major years injury come out of it too uh, with him. And I just think – I think Miami's the way better team, and I don't even think Miami's that good, but I think the Hurricanes just roll in this game. All right, let's do a Big Ten game here. Northwestern at number 22, Michigan Ooh. State. Now, Northwestern's always the sneaky team that you got to worry about. I like Clayton Thorson, what he's been able to do. I know Jeremy he's Larkin, their guy, retired. Jer- you see that? That, that, that? that wasn't good, but Beam, they should have had that game last week against Michigan. Of course they should Michigan climbed out of that hole, and they shouldn't have allowed them to do that. That so was I, ugly. It was ugly. I do think Northwestern's a tough team, but you're talking about this game being at the crib for the Spartans. If it was at Northwestern on that grass, I would roll with them. But I will roll with Sparty, even though I don't love what they've been doing all year. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me four times like Michigan State has, shame on you. I just don't think Michigan State is that good. 
I really don't. I don't think that they're a good team. You look at LJ Scott's been banged up the entire yep. season. Yep. They almost lost to Utah State. They lost to Arizona State. Are you calling this? They barely this? got a win last Are week you going over there? Central Michigan. I think Sparty wins, but oh, okay. I think it's very, okay. very close. I thought you were going there. All right, no. last game of the of the week. You're not the last game of the week, but You're last going game here now. we're picking. You know what? Uh, number six, Notre Dame. Going into Blacksburg, Virginia against number 22, pail. Virginia Tech, and Bud Foster in that defense. I'm all over this. Give me the Hokies. They're taking down Notre Dame. I'm not believing in Notre Dame until I see it more. This is a defense that Book's going to get you know pushed by. Give me the Hokies at the crib. Hostile environment down there in Blacksburg. Ohio State has had to face it before. I just, I'm a believer in Notre Dame. I think oh, that you're they, in? I think they're the X factor in this college football playoff scenario. They if are. they get past Virginia Tech, you look at that last game of the year against USC. That's really the only thing Notre Dame has left. They get, If they get through this week, they get through the portion of the schedule with a lot of teeth in it. I'm a believer in Ian Book. Irish win in Blacksburg. All right, that's a wrap for this week. Matt Hayes, Brandon Bean from the Score Lockdown Buckeyes podcast. Thank Ohio you State? for doing that. I've got the Buckeyes 44, IU 17. All right, 44, that's 17. I'm going to go Ohio State 52, Ooh. Indiana 21. All right, now I can wrap up the podcast. Beam, thanks for saving, gotcha. saving me there. This is the Lockdown Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon Bean from 97.1 The Fan. We'll talk to you guys on Monday.